explain to students who he was. I can simply say those two words, Mark Twain, and watch as the image quickly comes into focus for the students in the room. The image of a man in a white suit with that mane of white hair, with that mustache that seems to need combing, with a cigar in one hand and a twinkle in both eyes. And I can watch not only as this image starts to form in their mind, but as a smile starts to form on their face. Because the, the words Mark Twain conjure up the image, and the image conjures up all the pleasure that they associate with that figure. Advertisers tell us that image is everything, but I don't believe that. Image can be a mask. Image can disguise or hide more than it reveals. In the lectures that follow, we'll pay considerable attention to Mark Twain's public image, how it came into focus for his contemporaries through the different kinds of performances he engaged in, uh, the writing in which he cast his Mark Twain persona in the role of protagonist, the lectures and speeches in which he performed Mark Twain before live audiences throughout this country and around the world, but we'll also keep trying to get behind the scene on which this image was being enacted, to look not just at how it's being shaped, but also at what is being disguised or transformed or lost in the process of its enactment. Throughout the course, we'll be guided by two large questions. What has Mark Twain meant to the American audience that made him such a star? And what did Mark Twain mean to the man who created him, the man whose name was Samuel Clemens? What did Mark Twain mean to America? This question can help us appreciate the kinds of pleasure to be found in his texts. This includes the obvious pleasure he gave readers by making them laugh. And we will devote one lecture specifically to the nature of his humor. But Mark Twain would have been just one of the dozen or so funny men of his time, or one of the thousands of comics and humorous entertainers since, if the only pleasure he brought American readers was discharged when they laughed. We'll also talk about the cultural work that he did and the reason why that was so satisfying to his contemporary audience. We'll talk about the way he helped America define and assert itself as a nation, as a national culture, how his way of being and writing as Mark Twain helped America to locate itself in time and space. He helped his American contemporaries understand where they came from, whether he was writing a book like Innocence Abroad a travel book about going east to Europe, or a book like A Connecticut Yankee in King Arthur's Court, a fantasy about the feudal past that the new world emerged out of and existed historically to revise, or writing a book like The Adventures of Tom Sawyer, a novelistic act of memory and nostalgia that gave 19th century Americans in a rapidly changing world a permanent connection to a treasured vision of the past whether we want to call that past childhood or village life beside the rolling Mississippi River. He helped Americans understand where they came from. At the same time, he gave Americans a wonderful image of what they were, 
or at any rate of who they wanted to, to understand themselves as being, the figure of Mark Twain was a kind of mirror in which they could look to see a best American self reflected back to them. Someone who was funny, prepared to take life humorously, prepared to take himself humorously. But underneath all that, someone who had deeply serious purposes as a writer. Somebody who was both original, brilliant, one of a kind, unmistakably Mark Twain, and yet somehow common. One of the people. Mark. Never Mr. Twain. Never Henry Wadsworth Twain. Mark Twain has come up from the people, wrote the Plumas National, a California newspaper, reviewing a Connecticut Yankee in 1890. Mark Twain has come up from the people. He is American.